good morning, good morning. It's great to be with you. I'm trying to get organized here as I talk, so anyway. My, uh, my beloved wife is uh, obviously not here today, and she's, uh, she's working this afternoon, I think. She had a late evening last night, and so she's very busy. As some of you know, she works in, and is involved in caring for special needs people, and it's, uh, some days it's quite an adventure, and, uh, but she's uh, very good at it, so thank the Lord for her faithfulness. And, uh, as some of you know, we have two sons. Uh, they grew up here, and uh, we're, uh, our oldest son lives in Dallas, and Wayne, and he's, he's busy there with his company, and, and Chris, we're very thankful, uh, lives in Peterborough, where we live, and uh, we're able to enjoy his family. And I was talking to several people about our grandchildren, as you know, you can't speak without talking about your grandkids, right? And uh, so... Uh, we have eight. I think an eight is great. And, uh, and we have, as you, some of you know, we have four, four boys and four girls. And uh, I have so enjoyed, I was saying, sharing this this morning, I've been so enjoyed having little girls. Because when we, when we were raising the boys, it was just bats and hockey sticks. And, and now it's pink. Everything's <laughs> pink, right? But uh, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, we're thankful for each one of them. Uh, when you pray for us, you, one thing we obviously pray for on a regular basis is that each one of them might come to know the Lord Jesus as their Savior. And uh, our oldest grandson, I'm pretty sure I've had several visits with him, and I'm pretty sure he knows the Lord Jesus as his Savior. I think I've talked to his little, his younger brother. I think he's, he professed. I'm not, I think he knows the Lord Jesus, but you know, we just, we just pray that each one of them will come to faith in Christ in, in, uh, in his time. And, uh, and we pray for our sons and their wives and our, all of our family. So we appreciate your prayers for us. We deeply do. Uh, we always need your prayers and always in need, as we all are, right? We just kind of go through life, and uh, it's not always smooth as we wanted it to be, but uh, we're very thankful. Uh, I, might, I might say, when I'm talking to you individually, uh, and I've said this to terrible people, I've lost some hearing. I had kind of an amazing moment one night on a Wednesday night. I was supposed to speak, and one of my ears just blew out, and then that night the, the other one did, and I, I think I had this perpetual infection. And so uh, if I don't hear what you said, it's not because I didn't want to hear it. And uh, 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 my wife is not sure about that, but anyway. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a funny thing getting older, right? Marty, as you may know, Marty already has hearing aids. And so when she takes them out, and of course I can't hear much anyway, uh, it's a little interesting in our house, right? Uh, I'm getting more exercise because she'll say something. I don't have a clue what it was, so I have to go find her, right? What, the, what was that about, right? Anyway, and then so if I miss something significant, you know, it, it, I didn't hear you, honey. I didn't hear you, honey. Anyway. It was great uh, when, I, when I landed and I got in the car and I started driving in. Uh, it was just, it just was home. I just thought to myself, it's so good to be home. So uh, this is really home for us in so many different ways. So we thank you. Thank you for allowing us to continue to call this home. And uh, it, it truly is that. Well, 
I was thinking if we just kept singing, we wouldn't have to have any speaking. And you, and you know what? I was thinking about half of you, let's do that, right? <laughs> anyway, but I'd be in trouble if we didn't do something. So let's, let's just ask God to help us. I need his help, uh, obviously, to, to, for the Spirit of God to work in and through and, and accomplish what it is he wants to do in your life and my life. God, we're here, and we so thank you for who you are. We're, we're thankful that we have someone to sing about, to praise because of all you've done for us, that Christ has come to die for us, and now he lives. And if we trust in him, we, we have eternal life. What an amazing thing. And we pray that everyone here, if they don't have that, they will come to receive Christ as their Savior. They'll trust him even this day. And Father, for those of us who know him, our desires will keep growing in him. Uh, protect us from stagnating. Protect us from being derailed. And we just ask that you'll guide and guard my words. May they really be to your pleasure, accomplish your, your purpose in each of our hearts and lives. We, we just ask and we know we're dependent upon you to work. So we, we just plead for you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I was driving down uh, a little street, and I don't usually go down this street. Uh, it, was, it was nighttime, and I noticed, you know, how sometimes you'll have uh, some kind of uh, plastic wrap railing around something, and it's in orange, and so it, it's, a, it's a station, it's saying caution, right? It's caution, don't, don't run into this. This is up here to protect you. And, uh, and so I drove past it, and I thought, well, I just, you know, I just, obviously it was right there, and I looked, and I thought, whoa, that is a deep hole. That was not just a little, you know, a little bump. That, that is, it looks like a sinkhole. And I thought, boy, I sure don't want to run into that. You know, I, I have a, a, a friend, and uh, he's been a Christian for a number of years. Uh, fine guy. Uh, used to minister various ways. And you know what? In this last year, he ran into a major sinkhole. He's back home. Uh, and I don't even want to go into the details of it, but a spiritual sinkhole. The he knew the caution thing was up. He knew the spiritual caution thing was there. And I, I think this occurred over a period of time, but he came to a point and he ignored the caution. And today, right now, he is in a spiritual sinkhole. Now, I'm not saying that with my finger pointing at him in a bony way and saying, you know, I'm better than you. That's not what I'm saying. I realize I could go into a spiritual sinkhole. None of us are exempt. I had the privilege, and, I, and God has given me this privilege over the last, I don't know how many years now, but I, uh, there's a, a Christian camp and uh, it's close to where we're at, where we live. And so uh, they've asked if I would come out. I'm good, good friends with the, the manager, and, and we're good friends. And he's asked if I'd come out and just kind of minister to the counselors in the middle of the week. And so I go out, and just a great group of kids. These are just some of the classy kids, some really great kids. And, uh, and so one of the things the Lord laid on my heart this year for them is that they'll not veer off the road spiritually. 
They're just great kids, but I know they've got a long ways to go, right? They've got a long ways. If life is normal, they've got a lot of stuff to deal with. You know, a lot of them are going right back into the school setting. Some of them into high school. Some of them going on into college. Some of them going to work. I know, though, even though these are great kids, and they're most, I think they're all probably Christian kids, but they have got some sinkholes that are on their road. And I just prayed, that, oh, God, and, and then the ministry we, we, we dealt with. I want to go to a passage today in Hebrews chapter 10. God is warning us because he loves us. <laughs> He's warning us. Watch out for the sinkholes, right? Now, I want to go to this passage, and we look at it, and uh, we'll talk about it. Notice in, in Hebrews 10, verse 35. And so we're dropping way down. Uh, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. Now, there's a lot of things that can cause us to crash in the Christian life. And even in the New Testament, we see people who we understand were Christians who crashed. Uh, remember Demas? Remember Demas? Now, you, you may not, I mean, you, you know, you probably didn't name your kid Demas, right? But he, he's mentioned several times, and he's talked early on, in, when Paul first mentions him, he's like a fellow worker guy. So he, he's like, you assume this guy's a Christian, because he kind of has this little commendation. Well, then Paul mentions him again. And then he mentions them again. And then we come, and, and I'll just refer to this, but he says in 2 Timothy, Demas loved the world and has deserted me. Now, you know what? We could put our name in that spot. I, I imagine all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, there's been times we veered in our spiritual off the road, right? So we're not saying, you know, this is not a thing where we're trying to put a, you know, on a guilt trip. But what we're trying to do is if we have veered off, that we get back on the road. If we're on the road, that we not drive off the road. And so the Hebrews, the, the, the book is written to some Christians in the he, book of Hebrews. And these dear Christians had already suffered. They had already suffered for, being, for just being a Christian. And uh, they had gone through it really well. You know, they had done good. You know, we would applaud them. We would applaud them. Yes, way to go. But, you know, as time goes along, sometimes we just wear out, don't we? We just get weary. And I think, and, and they, were getting, they were getting a new wave of persecution. And the first persecution, some of them had lost stuff. They, you know, people had come in and taken their stuff. And I'm sure some of them lost jobs, some lost their homes, I mean. And how much more can you take? And now they got this a new wave of persecution, and some of them are saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm a Christian, but you know what? If I would just go back to the good old days, if I just go back, and, and many of them came out of the Jewish connection, they were Jewish by uh, heritage, and they'd been in Judaism, and they just said, you know, if we go back to Judaism, if, if we just kind of go back, then we won't have to suffer. And so some of them were starting to think about seriously waving the white flag. And we've all been there at times. You know, I think, I, you know, we may not suffer severe persecution. I'm reading a book right now. I just finished it last week, I think, on uh, some of our dear brothers and sisters in Christ in Vietnam. 
And over the, for years and years and years, our dear brothers and sisters in Christ have suffered intensely. But you know, after a while you think, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And the Hebrews, that's where the Hebrews were at. Those, those, those Christians that the, the author's writing to, and we're not quite sure who the author was, but he's writing to them because he cares about them, and he says, don't go off the road. Don't wave the white flag. Don't give up. And so he comes to this passage, and he says, as we, as we look at this portion, in the, in the Hebrews thing it says, uh, as, as he's trying to encourage them, therefore, verse 35 again in, in 10, therefore do not throw away your confidence, your faith, we can say, your assurance, which has a great reward. Now, don't throw it away. That's interesting, isn't it? You know, I, I, I think of, if we, if, in living the Christian life, how many, how many Christians, you know, they have their Bible, you know, they've, whoa, <laughs> I'm a power dude, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, did you want to stop early, okay, okay, how many have a, a Bible, right? And, and maybe they've had a long time. Maybe your name's in the front of it. Maybe even your mom gave it to you. I don't know. But you had this Bible and you've read it. But you know what? You're going through. And, let's, and this is one of the things I was, I was con really concerned about these young people. You're going off to university, right? I mean, I'm thankful that I got my education. And, you know, you don't have to go to university. Don't get me wrong. But some, God wants some people to go to university. And you know what? It's awful tempting. Well, you know what? Nobody else has a Bible. Nobody else goes to church. Nobody else is a Christian in my, in my zone, in my dorm. And so, it's kind of embarrassing to have a Bible. And so, the danger is, as that goes along, usually... Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I know it's time to quit now. Okay, I know. Okay, that was a maze fault. Okay, okay. The line is drawn. Okay. You can tell I haven't grown up at all yet. Okay. My concern is that we, we throw away our confidence in God and his word. We, and, that, and that's when we derail. You know, the, God's word doesn't mean much to us anymore. And we step back from it. And a lot of times what happens is other people don't know what's going on. Other people didn't see it. That may, you know, we're, one thing, if you've been in the church for any length of time, I was raised in church, I know how to play the game. I know the right words to say. Uh, you know, I, I know how this thing, I know how it goes down and how you can, you know, you can look good on the outside and not be doing so hot on the end. So, and it, it may be a number of things that derail us, but let us not throw away our confidence in God and his word. Now notice, don't throw it away. As one says, they must not throw their, their, away their confident faith which has expressed itself so admirably in the past days. You know what? You can do well in the past, but that is not guaranteed that you're going to do well in the future. And then the same author writes, to turn aside from Judaism would be to lose their great prospect of reward in the eternal future. 
Not to lose our salvation, but notice what we will, we have the danger of losing. A reward. Do you see that? Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. A great reward. Now, I, again, talk about, talk about uh, grandkids. I have, uh, I have this one kind of cereal I really like. And, uh, and you know how the, when advertising, they, they always have, you got to one-up the last product, right? You got to have, so uh, you have uh, like large, extra large, super duper large, right? And then I have on mine, it says mega large, right? Mega! And my granddaughter loves my cereal. I have to hide it. But anyway, I said mega! You know, the, 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 we get the word mega from this word in this passage, great. It's mega. It's a mega reward. Now, let me ask you, what kind of reward do you want? You know, a lot of times we go through life and we get these little, you know, things and we, we have little uh, medals. My son has these little medals and, uh, uh, from, from hockey days. From, you know, you, know you, you, you won the whatever and you get the, the ribbon and you have a medal and it's shiny. And, and when you're really, you know, you're looking at it, you're really, it's really cool. You're really excited. But you know what? And you know this if your kids have left home. They leave home and they leave all their stuff at your home. Right? Yeah? And so I said to him, I said, do you, do you, do you want these medals? Oh, yeah, I don't know. No big deal. Right? He took maybe one or two. And I'm stuck with all this other stuff, right? We don't want something that is absolutely, it doesn't pay much. It doesn't have any value for the long run. This is a great reward. This is something you do not want to miss. This is something you don't want to run short on. God has provided this, so, uh, this opportunity for the Christian to have a great reward. But notice this. One says, decisions we'll make today, that we make today will determine the rewards tomorrow. I, I think we lose sight of that. Now, we're talking about the Christian. We're talking about the person that's already come to faith in Christ. They've trusted Christ as their personal Savior. They've trusted in Him. They know He's the only way to heaven. They've trusted Him. But now what God wants us to do is grow in such a way, grow and mature and, and live in such a way that when this thing's all wrapped up, when life's over, and, you know, life is going pretty fast. I mean, I'm getting a little older all the time, right? And I'm realizing, you know, I, I got a lot less to go than I have gone, right? So, it's, it, it's, so I'm, I'm toward the end of things. What do I want to get out of this thing? God wants to give us a great reward. But don't throw away your confidence. Are you going to miss out on that? Don't rip yourself off. And he's writing to the Hebrews says, don't do it. Don't go there. Remember Jim Elliott. Uh, you, I'm sure many of you have heard this quote. He is no fool to give what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. We want to get God's reward. And notice what it goes on to say. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance. How are we going to get the reward? Well, if you trust Christ your Savior, you're growing in the Lord. In order to get the reward, there has to be endurance. Keep on keeping on doing what God wants you to do. Now notice, he has put, he says this in Need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God. Now, what does the will of God look like in your life? You know, I mean, we're all in different zones, different situations. For some of you, it's just being uh, 
think of a marriage, being, being what God wants you to be in your marriage. For some, it's, it's you know, when I'm, in, when I'm in, in my class at school, I'm, I'm living the Christian life. You know, I have a good testimony. For some at work, and I, I see a lot of this, you know, cr quote Christians at work, and, and they don't do any work. You know what? It's God's will for you to do a good job where God places you. That's, that's a testimony. And a lot of Christians rip their testimony off by not being faithful in what God, where he places them. You know, you think, well, this is just a little no-end, dead-end job. You know what? If you do whatever you do as under the Lord, God's going to reward that. But you can rip yourself off. I, I, I thought about some Christians, and, and uh, some of them, and I don't know them exceedingly well, but I know they profess faith in Christ, they work, and you can't count on them. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, this person, and one person I know for sure, I know he's a Christian, but you can't really count on him in his work zone. So what's that going to look like when he stands before the Lord? What kind of, what, how were you, what were you doing? What were you thinking? God says we need endurance. Now, endurance is, that's what makes it tough because it's not fun. Sometimes endurance is not fun. It's hard to stay steady, right? Remember, remember when the, the good old days when you knew how to run? Right? Remember those good old days? Anyway, and you're running along, and you're running along, you know, and, you, and well, the older you get, the, the shorter you go, and the more your lungs talk to you. What are you doing, stupid? Right? Why are you trying to run? You're like, I think I'm about to die here, right? And so let's quit. It's popsicle time, right? But God says, keep on keeping on. Endure. Whatever, wherever God places you, do God's will right where you're at, as long as he's got you there. Do God's will, because doing whatever God wants you to do where you are is going to result in a great reward if you live it out and you endure and do it. But we live in a sinful world. We live in a broken world. We all have situations that are broken and hard and frustrating. And that's where endurance is required. Because it's not easy staying steady, keeping going. And, and these Christians were thinking about white, waving the white flag. I give up, I give up. And, and God, through the author, says, no, 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 endure, endure, endure. I got something great ahead for you. It's mega. This is big. Don't miss out. God loves us. He doesn't want us to shortchange ourselves. He says, you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. What was promised? The great reward. God has a reward for us. It's waiting. And notice, if, if, if you take your eyes and you're in chapter 10, you go to verse 34, it says, and this is talking about their previous suffering. Verse 30, you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property. Now that, I'm finding that a little tough right there, choke on that. But suffering the seizure of your property, they, they ripped it away from you because you're a Christian, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a what? A lasting one. This is not only a mega reward, this is a lasting, eternal reward. So you think, think of the things we want to trade off for an eternal reward. You know, it's like playing with phony money, play money. We, sometimes we say, well, you know, I'm just going to live for the moment. I'm going to have fun for the day. I'm, you know, I'm going to do this tonight. And you, you're, laying, you're playing with phony money because it doesn't last. It doesn't count for anything. 
And God says, I want, I want the best for you. I love you. I care for you. I want to give you this great reward. But it's going to take endurance. And you know what? Endurance requires faith. It means that I believe that God's got something great ahead of, ahead for me, even though I can't see it right now. That's where faith comes in. Because faith requires us to believe what we can't see yet. It's just like, it's like trusting Christ. You know, Christ died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Most of us haven't seen, you know, the, the tomb and all of those things. We haven't seen that stuff. But we read it and we realize Christ did die. He, he came, he died, he rose from the dead. We believe that. We trust Christ to be our Savior. But we haven't, we haven't seen the person of Christ. We weren't there. But we, we trust him. And now God wants us to grow in our trust in other realms to trust him for all of our life, to keep keeping on in faith. You know, it says of those who suffer in, in Matthew 5.11, I read this to you, blessed are you when people insult you. Well, I, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> I don't want to be insulted. Blessed are people, are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you and because of me, because of me, rejoice and be glad. Why? This is silly. This is silly. This is off the wall. Why? Because the reward, your reward in heaven is great. God, God has something ahead for us. He wants the best for us. But notice, he, he, he continues to instruct us as we, as we think about this passage a little bit more. Verse 37, Hebrews 10. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. You see, and that's part of faith, is waiting. He hasn't come yet. He hasn't come. But he says he will come, and he's not going to be late. He's coming on his timetable, and he's not going to miss up. He's not going to be late, not one second. He's coming. And what's going to happen? Well, part of his coming, when he comes for his kids, he comes, he's going to reward his kids. He wants to reward us. And it's not, we're, he's not late, and we're not going to miss the evaluation. We're not going to miss it. God, God wants the best for us. He don't, he's not going to delay. He will come. I think of the passage in Revelation 22, 12. Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man that includes every one of us to render every man according to what he has done. So we want to be, we want to be prepared. We want to hang in there. Now notice, he gives us more instruction to know how to do this. In verse 38, he says, but my righteous one shall live by faith. Now that's where endurance requires faith. Now, there's at least two realms of righteousness. One is, Pronounced righteousness. When a person trusts Christ as their Savior, God pronounces them righteous. They are declared righteous. They are justified. But there's a practical righteousness. As we, as we live with the Lord, for the Lord, by faith, we become practically more righteous in our character. So, and it's, both of them are by faith. We start by faith, we continue by faith. One says, not only the first step of faith, but a vital continuing on the path of faith is set before us as, a, as the way of life. That's what God wants to, the righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, and that's our danger, we 
swerve off the road, we hit the pothole, we go into uh, the deep pit, he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. God wants us to live by faith. And, but when, when we, we stay away from the word, we stay away from God's people, we, we, we move, we veer off the road into the sinkhole, our faith gets, it begins to shrivel. It shrivels. And God says, I, I don't take pleasure when your faith is shriveling. Remember, remember what uh, the Lord said, He's, you know, he says in Matthew, and, and, and some of us were looking at this in Luke uh, yesterday, but he says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about, you know, the stuff, right? Don't worry. Boy, that's easy said, right? Hard done. Don't worry. And then, and then you know what he says later on? He says, ye of little faith. Now, he doesn't say you have no faith. He says, but you know what? You got a wimpy faith here. He says, oh, we need to grow in our faith. We need to, all of us, you know, we worry about stuff. We need to grow in our faith. Remember when, when Peter, uh, the Lord, uh, he was walking on the water. And Peter, you know, sees the Lord over there. He says, Lord, just tell me to come and I'll just, I'll buzz right over there, right? And so, Lord says, I don't know if Peter regret, I think he did regret those words. He said, and Lord said, come. Oops. Come. Okay. So, can you imagine? Oh, I don't know. I see a fish there. No, you know? And, you, and oh, oh, he's on. He's looking at the Lord, looking at the Lord. And then this big old wave comes along, you know? And he starts thinking, waves, water, sinking, Sharks, it's all over. Kiss her goodbye. And he starts sinking. He says, help! And the Lord grabs him. The Lord said, you have little faith. You doubted me. Why did you doubt me? You know, we, all, we all doubt him at times. We all struggle, right? But that's why God wants us to grow. That's why we take in his word. We grow in the Lord. So when our faith is wimpy, it begins to grow. We, we begin to build it back. And so we have, the more our faith increases, our endurance increases. And as our endurance increases, our reward is even greater. God's got, God loves us. He's not trying to shortchange us. But he's saying, yes, I know. I know it's hard. It's hard living the Christian life. That's why endurance is essential. Well, how do I endure? I, I believe what God says in his word. And I stay, I stay in the race. I stay steady. I keep going. I keep going. When we, when we think of, uh, of, of staying, you know, hanging in. I, I, I know where the wall is, so I won't be coming there. When, when our faith needs to grow, we need to hang on to God's word. I'm sure I told this story years ago. Uh, Marty and I met at a Christian camp. We were 
juniors in high school, and I, I was there. I was supposed to be the wrangler, right, the, the cowboy dude with these horses. And, uh, and so we had a bunch, a bunch of farmers loan their horses for their trail rides. The problem is they were not trail ride horses. They weren't trained for trail rides. A trail ride horse just follows the horse in front of them, right? Farmer's horses don't know what to do, and they think it's time to have fun, right? And so I remember we had, the, and I took horses around, and they're supposed to follow the leader, right? Follow the leader. Anyway, so we had, I had a bunch of girls, and uh, they all knew everything about everything, right? And so I said, has any of you ridden a horse? Who's ridden a horse the most? Well, one girl, oh, she knew everything, I see. So, because I was trying to figure out who I put her on the most powerful horse. Because I thought, if I don't have somebody to control that horse, everything's lost, right? And so, I can, I can, I can. So she gets on this big black horse. And, uh, and so, and that big black horse was actually my dad's horse, and it was a powerful horse. It was a, it was a good horse, but powerful. And so, and all these other girls, all her other friends were on horses. And so, the black horse, I, I'm leading the way, supposedly, right? I'm leading the way. And she kicks that black horse, and he takes off. And, uh, and, and then all the other horses take off. And I've got a bunch of screaming girls. Ah! I'm hoping for the rapture, but <coughs> these screaming girls, and none of them, I realized none of them knew what they were doing. All I could say is, and of course, I was running to try to catch the black horse. I knew if I could catch the black horse. I said, hang on! Oh, man, I could just see everything coming into disaster, right? Hang on! They did. I tell you what, I, I was never going to let those girls on a horse again, right? <laughs> hang on! You know what? Maybe you're right there. <coughs> it's not hard. It's not easy right now. You are having a hard time. And, and God says, come to my word. And I don't know what passages you need. There are certain passages we all need. God brings them to our mind. If, if we're in the word, he'll bring, I need that passage. I, one of my favorite passages, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. I love that passage. I have to hold on to that passage to get through some days, right? But there are passages in God's word he wants, to just, he wants you to hang on to. He wants you to hold on to them so you don't fall off and crash. He doesn't want you to veer off into disaster. May God help us hold on to his truth that our faith will grow, our endurance will keep on keeping on, and we'll get a great reward. Don't miss out. I don't want to miss out. We all have to hang on by God's grace, by God's strength. Let's pray. God, we need your help. Because we all sometimes are on a, a, wild, a wild ride. Help us hang on. First to Christ as our Savior. And then to your word. No matter how fast, rough, scary it is. May we hang on. So that our faith endures. And our reward is mega. We pray in Jesus' name.